Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. not here we come <laughs> you can't hide we're gonna find you and make you stand where we stand i mean and, uh, inform you <laughs> tell you where we stand <laughs> yo that i mean that record itself man i love that record mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. um kudos to, to lauren hill you know um just recently i actually um heard that song and i actually looked into um what song they sampled and the song that they sampled, I can't remember what it's called, but it, I was waiting for a woman to sing because it was a woman on the, uh, in the picture. So I'm like, okay, when she's going to sing the whole time, it's just an instrumental, but it's beautiful though. Mm-hmm. And so then when I, when I hear the song, I'm like, wow, like this is a good song. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. But, um, so it's your host, Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. We're here again telling you where we stand on cultural issues from a from a black standpoint through a Christian world view. Yes. Um but yeah, so last episode we talked about lust and uh how to guard the eyes and mouth, the ears and mind. Mm-hmm. And um this episode we're gonna talk about fornication we're still on the sex series and uh, we're gonna be here a while because we've got plenty more thing to talk about when it comes to sex and uh we're going to define fornication we're going to talk about the epistles versus the gospel just a little bit just to get some you know background context mm-hmm. and uh transformation versus modification again j- Wait, just paul had a pistol <laughs> oh yeah to do that <laughs> oh man we're some kidding, nerds, kidding. We're, we're, we're some nerds. you know um but anyways um yeah so 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 we're gonna just set some context we're gonna we're gonna camp out a big deal with the woman at the well Mm -hmm. um and talk about that story and how jesus redeems her even through even through her fornication all right right so um but yeah so what is fornication you know in the greek the word is pornania you know, we mentioned that before in previous episodes mm-hmm. that it's pornia, harlotry, mm-hmm. which includes adultery, uh, adultery, and incest, mm-hmm. um, which which also means that illicit sexual intercourse, adultery, fornication. Again, a lot of definitions use the same word to define the word to try and do look up. Anyways, uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals, aka bestiality. Yes. Uh, intercourse with close relatives, aka incest, or a sexual intercourse with a divorced man or woman, and we'll definitely get into that on another episode. Yes. With that, that, that's a whole lot there to unpack in yes, and of it itself. Um, actually, all of it is, you know, deserves really? its own each individual episode because it's a lot of meat there. But mm-hmm. as you can see, fornication or sexual immorality. 
you know, it's it's a lot there. It's a lot that that yeah. that one phrase encompasses a lot of different things. And and we avoid that by um, doing the very thing that we have been talking about on these many episodes. Sex is between a husband and a wife. When yes. you do it that way, then you avoid the immorality, at yep. least from the physical act. Of course, you got to deal with the mind and the eyes. But we talked about that in the last episode yep. and some of the ways to combat that. If you want to go back and reference that episode. Yep. But moving on from there. So we're going to give us a little bit of context between the epistles and the gospel. Because sometimes we, you hear the New Testament get thrown around and we tend to think that it's all, I mean, it kind of is all one thing, but there's different ways to approach mm-hmm. reading these scriptures because they're, they're written with different formats and mm-hmm. different audiences, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so they're, they're not always synonymous when it comes to application. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, a lot of times we, we, you know, get a little confused and a little twist up on how, we are we how we approach the gospel mm. and share the gospel with certain mm. individuals Absolutely. right so the pauline epistles what i believe are for the church mm-hmm. but the gospels are for the unchurched what do Absolutely. i mean by that you know when you look at the scriptures when mm-hmm. you look at the 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 all the writings of paul i want to say all off the top of my head because i can't remember for sure all definitively all mm. but the majority of his writings how does he start off to the church in Rome, mm-hmm. to the church in Galatia, our to the church of brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. to the church that is in so-and-so's house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's writing to the church. That Absolutely. is his audience. Absolutely. So when he's spelling out doctrine, when we're talking about Corinthians 7, that's to the church mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. That's how That teaches us how the church is to behave because we've already been transformed. Right. And I'm about to get into Absolutely. that next point. Can't can't disagree with that. I mean, um, go ahead, go ahead. Because yeah. I think after you talk about this, then I say. What yeah, yeah. So, so uh, epistles versus doc- gospels. So we're still going into that, right? Doctrine is for the church first to bring about godly behavior that comes after spiritual transformation. Yes. That's kind of what I was just saying. Yeah. Um. Hold on, do I have notes there? Yeah. So yeah, our behavior can only change. Once the power of the Holy Spirit working within us causes us to change. So. Um, that leads right into the next point. Um, oh, another hold on. I'm getting a little mixed up here. But anyways, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it leads to the point of you can't have you can't have behavior modification go before spiritual transformation. Absolutely. Otherwise, you know, you you, you get is fakeism pretty mm-hmm. much. People are faking behaviors, but they're not really transformed. Right? I think that's how we get false uh, conversions as well. You yes. know, you have this uh, moral individual, moral individual, right? And all, uh, we have to be able to separate the two because then we get it wrong when we're trying to share the gospel. You're trying to hit a person with what Paul was telling believers and how they're supposed to function to the unbeliever, but you're doing it in the wrong way. Yep. Christ in I think of uh, Matthew chapter five, and probably I think it might even be Luke chapter five. You know the synoptic gospels, but um, when he he's trying to point people to the fact that their need for a savior. Yeah, and so his way of addressing sin is, is saying that you this is this is your state, and you will never be able to get out of this without me. Right? Yep. You need me. Paul, on the other hand, is calling a believer to how they are to function as a believer. 
Jesus does uh, touch that a little bit, but he doesn't really go in on that because they can't function that way until they first get him. Yes. Right. And, and so, they can't get him to go to the cross. Exactly. And so it, 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 it makes me think about another scripture where Paul is talking about what type of people to not associate with. He says, if they claim to be a brother and they do, and then he gives a list. Yeah. But before that, he says, I'm not talking about the world. We'd have to leave the world in order to get away from that. We have to get on SpaceX. Exactly. He said, they're going to be the way that they are. <laughs> I'm talking to you believers who yes. have the ability to do these things. Yep. So speaking of which, so speaking of Paul, and he wrote to the church in, in Ephesus. Mm -hmm. So Ephesians 5, 3, let there be no sexual immorality, mm -hmm. impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among who? God's, God's people. people. Right. He is writing to the church. So oftentimes, I remember when um, we went to a protest. Uh, my wife and I went to a protest down downtown Dallas one day. And there was a street preacher. And... I had to um, confront him on some of the issues because he was doing this very thing. He's mm -hmm. down there trying to preach the gospel to people, but really all he's doing is preaching, you know, hellfire and stuff because he's talking about everything out of his mouth was Paul this, Paul that, Paul this, mm -hmm. Paul that. Right. And technically, theologically, he's not wrong, but he's talking to the wrong audience, mm -hmm. right? He, it's the wrong approach. It's the wrong method. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was trying to convey to him, you know. I'm not going to belabor that point too much. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, so again, transformation versus modification. So we, we talk about how Jesus approached people um, compared to how Paul is, is addressing the church, right? So let's take a look at the woman at the well. Um, and it's, it's kind of a long story. I shortened it a little bit. Um, there's only so much you can shorten, otherwise you take out the meat of it, right. right? But um, so we're gonna dive into the meat of this real fast, and for the sake of uh the podcast, I I do have to kind of read the majority of it, so you kind of get the context of what we're talking about. Stay but tuned. um, <laughs> long story short, so John four one through forty two, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit in the beginning just to kind of get the main points, but then the rest of it is mostly verbatim. Mm -hmm. All right. So we start off here. Jesus left Judea and returned to Galilee by going through Samaria and stopping in the village of Sychar. Jesus sat wearily by besides Jacob's well when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if only you knew the gift of God has for you and who you are speaking to you would ask me and i would give you living water but sir you don't have a rope or a bucket she said and this well is very deep where would you get this living water and besides you do you think you're greater than our ancestor jacob who gave us this well how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed jesus replied Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I will never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus said to her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. <laughs> 
Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have for you have had five husbands and the one and, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. So you certainly spoke the truth, sir. The woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews, but the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. The woman then left her jar beside the well, ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Many Samaritans from that village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. And he stayed for two days. Long enough for many more to hear this message, hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe. Not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> wow. It's an incredible story. Yeah, it is. And uh, kind of a long, lengthy story. But man, there's so much meat in there. Yeah, right? it is. When you look at how one of the things I learned recently you know, recent as in like two, maybe even three years ago, it's kind of like how God just kind of pokes me and says, you know, here's a, here's a thought, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, it was like I need to handle with care. Mm -hmm. and that's what Jesus is doing there. Mm -hmm. You know, He's handling her with care. Mm -hmm. Like I know you're fornicating. Mm -hmm. I know you're sleeping around. You have five husbands. Mm -hmm. The one you're with right now ain't your husband. Mm -hmm. You know, but if only you knew who I am, you know, I would give you living water. Mm-hmm. In other words, I will redeem you. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, I will call you into the flock and call you one of my own. You know, if you just. <laughs> it, it, it's just amazing how I know what you got going on, but here's salvation, right? That don't even phase me. I know what you got going on. No, I'm not even phased by that. But on the other end, you have people who aren't Christ who put it as though before you can be saved, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Mm mm. <laughs> They can't. They can't. They don't they have can't. the ability to. The, they can't. I, I can't remember exactly where it is scripturally. Maybe we'll find it later. If you can't, if we don't put it up, you can find it. It talks about how the carnal mind or the fleshly person cannot please God because they don't have the spirit. Yeah. They. It, it says they cannot. They cannot do these things. 
And so going back to the street preacher, here you are beating these people up with what Paul is saying. Y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. Or people out there, homosexuals or whatever they say or whatever they, you know, I'm not going to repeat the we, things that they we say. do not affirm Westboro Baptist Church no, at all. Not at all. Nope. You're not doing, at all. You're doing that, but you, you're, you're trying to get them to change without providing the answer. Or you're telling them, here's the answer, but in order to have this answer, you need to change. You need to work it out yourself. Exactly. Doesn't work like that. Does not work Jesus like that. Jesus was gracious because he already knew. I know what y'all got going on. You need me, mm -hmm. right? We need to separate that from Paul knowing that, okay, y'all do have Christ. You have the ability. Now let's walk out and talk about how you are to walk in this newness of life. Yep. And take on this new nature. Yep. So it's totally different. Totally different. Jesus knew she was fornicating. Right? Yes, he did. And he didn't judge her. No. He didn't say, you know, oh, you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. You know, la, 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 la. Mm -hmm. You know, but he he, he he knew it. He told her everything about her. Mm -hmm. She said that. She went and told the village, hey, this guy told me everything. He knew I'm whoring around, you know, and and she went in this. I guess everyone else already knows that, too, because they weren't shocked by it. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and he's the one that has the power to put a person in heaven or hell. Yes. And he didn't even judge her. He didn't we judge don't her. even have the power and we'll do it. Yeah. We we had this um this Peter complex. We want to mm. just call down fire and brimstone from heaven yeah. you know and jesus is like no 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 no, buddy no we, we ain't here to do that, <laughs> doing that. <laughs> you know there must be a graciousness and a understanding that comes from us as believers in order to win people over yes jesus is the ultimate model you're not gonna win them over by being like peter was some of the time what these children need to get back or let's bring down the fire and brimstone mm -hmm. you know it i, I heard it's been said you win more people over with honey than than vinegar mm, i like that this reminds me of uh even when jesus was dealing with the adulterous woman he didn't say give me a stone i'm gonna get it too <laughs> you know <laughs> he says <laughs> He, he writes. I wonder what he writes. I'm going to ask him oh, about that. Man, we that's, that's a that. huge question in my mind. Then he says, uh, where are your accusers? But before that, he says, he who was without sin cast the first stone, right? Still, I love how he's always pointing to You that. know, really, that's kind of like a triple dog dare you uh -huh. to throw a stone at this woman knowing y'all some heathens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then, then he said, where are your accusers? It's like they gone. Well, then, if I'm not mistaken, he says, then... I'm not, I don't accuse you or what did he well, say? Neither do I. Neither do not. There we go. Yeah. Then he says, go and sin no more. Yeah. So there is that idea of repentance, but there's the graciousness there as well. Oh, yes. Mercy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so one of the things I try to teach people, the difference between grace and mercy, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like two sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. right? Where before you're redeemed in Christ, mm -hmm. you're under his mercy. If Absolutely. you have breath in his lungs, or if you have breath in your lungs, then yes, there is judgment, but judgment is sustained. Mm -hmm. Think of it as actual court, right? Mm -hmm. Judgment is sustained until you have that day in court where you will be sentenced, mm -hmm. right? But until then, you have mercy. Because mm -hmm. he desires a none shall perish. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if he desires you to perish, then you will be going like that, Absolutely. right? There'll be the room for mercy, Absolutely. right? But God, but <laughs> his mercies are unsearchable. Mm -hmm. Like the depth of his mercy, like we will never reach the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like we will never fully understand how much mercy God's had, even on the other side of heaven, we'll never fully understand 
how much mercy he has towards us, you know, mm. individually and as a human race. Mm. So before you're redeemed in Christ, there's mercy resting upon you to come to Christ. It's meant to lead you. Yes, it's meant to lead you to Christ. Absolutely. You know, think of it as a de- like how water gravitates towards the lowest point in mm. gravity, right? Mm-hmm. So think of it as like that. It's like it, it creates a, a depression so water can run down to it, right? That's what mercy is like. And then on the other side of the coin, you got grace. And once you're saved, you're still going to make some mistakes. Mm. You're coming, you're coming out of that mud. Mm. You know, it's not perfect, not overnight. Mm. Some people, some people, it is. Mm. I'll admit that. Some people, it's like they get saved. Hallelujah, they're on the right track. You, mm. If you met them there after they've been saved, you would think they've been saved for ten years. Yep. Right. Put, put it down immediately. They put it down immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's by God's grace because another aspect of grace that I had to learn that we don't talk about is the empowerment of grace. As Paul says, by God's grace, I am able to do this ministry of apostleship. So he's given him the ability or my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. You know, this is going to get you through that thorn in your side. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and some other people, grace takes a while, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're still repeating the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's environment. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's the environment that you're in and you fall back into these sins, right? And, and that's kind of what the Bible talks about. Your latter state is worse than your first state because, you know, you, you ought to know better, but you're not doing better. And sometimes it can't be helped because of the environment you're in, you know, uh, to to a degree, because greater is he that's in you than greater than, than than you are in the world, right? Meaning that you are empowered from within to change because God will change your want tos. And right? I and I and I just feel led to say this. Um one of the encouragements to a new convert, more so, but even a convert who may have been or let me let me let me change my words they may not know what i'm saying to someone who may be a new believer yes or someone who has been a believer we're talking about um he just mentioned environment one of the biggest things that i struggled with as a a new believer and it will help you instrumentally certain individuals that are around you Get away from them. Mm-hmm. Get away from that environment. If they do not align with what you believe, separate yourself. Even, and, you know, it could be family. That doesn't mean you don't go to Thanksgiving or things of that nature. But don't be hanging around an individual that is going to knock you off track. Sometimes you do have to move. Yes. yes. Out of the country, out of yes. state, mm-hmm. out of town. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have to just pick up and move. Because the of enemy time- will use them. Yes, and he'll use that environment. Yes, he will. If we don't know, spiritual territorial. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a particular spirit over a particular area that you just need to get, because you're not strong enough, mm-hmm. you just need to get out of that area. Mm-hmm. Period. Absolutely. You know, and we'll there's a whole episode just on that too, right? right. So don't, we're not going <laughs> to leave you hanging on right. like, eh? what's he talking about? Right? We're going to explain that as well. But, um, but yeah, so we definitely just wanted to, with this episode, definitely just tell you that there's hope out there for if you're falling into fornication if you feel like you can't help yourself and and you've fallen into these traps of the world had has laid for you Mm -hmm. um because we fell into them i've fell into them several times over and over and over again and and i would not be sitting here if it wasn't for the mercy of god absolutely and then his grace you know, on the other side, because I wasn't perfect once I got saved. Mm-hmm. You know, I still needed help. I still yes. felt, I still messed up, yep. you know, but, yep. you know, the thing about David being a man after God's heart 
or even even after his well-known adultery well-known for murder you know historic murder like holy cow like he went and got this guy put him on the front lines to get murdered so he can get his wife i'm like that's just atrocious Mm -hmm. but um but still known and recorded to be a man after god's heart Mm -hmm. why because he recognized his sins Mm -hmm. he confessed them before the lord and then he 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 turned his heart towards living right after he confessed out his sin. He repented from his sin. There's no forgiveness without repentance of sins, right? So that's saying, oops. It's not just more like a oops, my bad, but it's definitely a um, a Lord for real. I'm sorry, I hurt your heart. You know, I messed up. You know, in a in a grievous way. You know, and I don't want to do these things no more. I really don't. It's not just a matter of, oh, my bad, you know, my fault, you know, but it's like, nah, I don't, I really don't want to do this no more. You know, like I, I, I was living this lifestyle. I would do any things. I was hurting people. I was hurting you, Lord. Yes, you can hurt the heart of God. Um, but yeah, it's a matter of, that's kind of what repentance looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, some people say it's like a 180, turn away from your sins, stuff like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that alone. It's kind of true. Yes. Yes. It's but, a whole change uh, it's of deeper than that. It's, it's, it's deeper than just a 180. But, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the sake of time and conversation, I'll just leave it at that. Right. Right. Uh, just uh, one more thing we kind of talked about earlier, how um, it can lead people to just becoming moral individuals when you're dealing with the whole sin and mm-hmm. rather than going the Christ approach, you're going the approach that you see with most people. Well, you're a sinner. You need to change this and that without giving them the answer, which is Christ. They cannot change without mm-hmm. it. And so it says that David was a man after God's own heart. One of the things that's important within that is though David did sin and had the things that he did, his heart desire to do the will of god his heart desire to do the right thing and we constantly see in scripture where god it says that god knows the heart of man god will judge the heart of man yep and so he would this he would uh bring those things that are hidden into the light you know paul even goes as far as with believers telling us um not to judge one another he said do not bring judgment before the time that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we don't confront and uh call out sin and hold one another accountable but at the same time god is the one that ultimately knows the heart and so with that being said just going back to that whole idea of being a believer and how david's heart was to do the right thing in the true repentance of lord you know i i have done wrong i'm confessing it lord um lord help me mm-hmm. to uh do what is right yep. lord send the people my way to help hold me accountable and show me the way lord and he'll do that amen he'll do that yes he will won't he do it <laughs> man that corner north on in my mind all the time mm-hmm. but um yeah that's all we got for you today we talked we defined fornication we talked a little bit about the epistles versus the gospels mm-hmm. and transformation versus modification mm-hmm. and um again if you like what you're hearing we appreciate you mm-hmm. um we, we're we're here for you we'll listen to you you know hit us up on the comments you know yes comments are screened before they are <laughs> we did we we, we, we don't we, talk to us crazy yeah no 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 we try to get rid of we try to uh weed out the hate mongers and stuff like that right. we do, we are not trying to 
you know, pedal hate and stuff like that. We don't hate people because you don't affirm our beliefs or because you're, 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 you affirm homosexuality or whatever, stuff like that. We don't hate you. All right. We're not railing against you. We're going to get into episodes where we do talk specifically about homosexuality and why we think it's a sin or why we right. believe it's a sin right. Right. and why we believe what the bible says all right we're gonna we're gonna unpack these things if be patient with us please um and let's have a conversation you know um especially being in america that's what that's kind of what the idea right. of the first amendment is about you know right. is freedom of speech so let us speak to one another and not just accuse let's right. not lob names you know that's not helpful for anybody if christ wouldn't have did it then we shouldn't do it no no christ didn't the woman caught in adultery christ didn't go up to her and say you adulteress mm -hmm. he didn't say that to the woman at the woman well he didn't say oh you fornicator mm -hmm. you know he didn't judge her so we're not judging you either if you if you if you identify as these things but again we're not going to back away from what the scripture tells us and what scripture what we what we believe to be true and All ultimately right? it's not a matter of Though we are talking about where we stand, it's not a matter of I just want to prove to you that I'm right. Yes. You know, I want to battle with you until you agree with what I agree with. Yes, we want you to agree. But what we really want you to agree with is we want to be in agreement with the fact that we serve the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. That's Amen. what's important, because there are gray areas. There are things we may disagree with scripturally, but. We want you to have the essentials. And one of those is definitely the essential is Christ. And so, yep. and, and, and we want to also provide a uh, model of not our speech. Anyway, you're seeing our speech. You, you don't walk with us on a day to day basis, but seeing speech come from two believing men done the right way. Brothers, brothers, <laughs> yes, done, done, yes. The, do, done the right way. Right. Because you 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 see a lot of people who claim to be of the faith. Some of those that we're talking about, those that are uh, downtown doing the uh, street preaching and condemning everybody to hell. And that's it's not my job. I don't condemn anybody to hell. No. Nope. Christ even said that he ain't got the power to. And Christ said in uh, John three uh, verse 17, I believe. Keep reading on when y'all reading John three sixteen. He said, I didn't come to condemn. Mm -hmm. You condemn yourself when you deny me. Yep. So it's the denial of Christ. And so that's what we really want to point people to ultimately yep. with our biblical worldview. Certainly. So that's all. That's it, man. You know, keep rocking with us. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll do our best to, again, maintain this tone of warm, heartfelt responses to yeah. uh, cultural cultural Absolutely. issues. Mm -hmm. um, hit us up. Subscribe. Hit the like. Download the podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, we might be on Instagram in the future. You know, at the time of this recording, we're not. Um, we're on Facebook, so hit us up on Facebook. And, um, yeah, see you next time. All right? All right. Later. Peace out.